Welcome to the Antioch Austin podcast. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message encourages you. For more information about Antioch Austin, please check our website at AntiochATX.com. Now here's Pastor J.D. Griffin. Pull out of this passage. The first is, why would Jesus ask them the question, why are you so afraid? Remember, most of the guys in this boat with Jesus were professional fishermen. They're not weakened warriors. They're familiar with the ocean. They get the water. They understand what makes something dangerous and what makes something just a little nerve-wracking. They know the difference. And so these experienced sailors, these guys that knew what could happen when things get out of control, the waves and the wind and the storm was so huge that it made them nervous. So, so you could say that their circumstances justified their feelings of fear. Because they, I mean, have you ever been in a boat with somebody that is an experienced sailor and you're not? And something happens that makes you panicked and they're just like cool as a cucumber, right? And so you begin to take your emotional cues if this is sketchy or if this is cool based on their response, right? But when they get nervous, right, I'm going to get nervous, Because they have seen some stuff, they've been through some storms, and they're aware of the consequences of things getting too out of control. And these experienced fishermen are in a pure state of panic. They have transitioned from peace to panic, and Jesus looks at them and says, why are you so afraid? And then he goes on and he says, do you still not have faith? Now, it's important that we understand that what Jesus is saying is is this. Do you not know who I am? That's really the question behind the question. Do you not know who I am? Guys, there's no storm that's too great that should move you from peace to panic when I'm in the boat. Why? Because he is the prince of Peace. He's the ruler of the dominion of peace. Don't forget that when he came onto the scene, his theme music was glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men who his favor rests. Meaning that there is peace that rules and protects regardless of what we're seeing. We can experience peace When Jesus is in the boat. Jesus demonstrated to us this. That when we're in a storm, we have two responses. We can respond in panic or we can respond in peace. Jesus responded in peace. His disciples responded in panic. And and here's what I want us to understand. Verse 35. Let us go over to the other side. Do you understand that when chaos hits, is in seasons of transition. When chaos hits, it's in seasons of transition. When we go from one side 
to another side. When we're transitioning from where we are to where we're going. And when we think that peace is an emotion, then there's no way that we can rest in the storm of transition. Am I talking to anybody? But when peace is the person that's in the boat with you, no matter what storm that you're finding yourself going through, no matter how big the waves are crashing around you, the dominion of peace can rule you, right? Let the peace of God rule in your heart in your mind. So regardless of what you're seeing, what we can experience will surpass understanding, and that is the peace of God. Because the peace of God is not some emotion we're trying to grab by the back end of some circumstances that happen around us. The peace of God is a dominion. It's a place that rules and protects. Therefore, regardless of what we see, we can find peace. Peace is more than an emotion. Peace is a dominion. Now, I think it's important to remember that when Jesus declares to his disciples, do you not have any faith that this was not some blind rebuke? I used to read this story and really think through that lens of, like, Jesus just got up and just shamed his guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just got up and he was just like, for real? Like, you woke me up for this? For real? Like, I'm sleeping. You woke me up. Does anybody like to get woken up from a nap? Any nappers? Okay? A couple. Liz, you're outnumbered. Right, so, like, nobody loves to get woken up from a nap. Jesus is like, why don't you have any faith? This, this was a correction. Don't get me wrong. This absolutely was a coarse correction in their hearts. It's important to realize that Jesus loves us so much that he will not allow us to have wrong emotional responses in our circumstances. Can I get an amen? This is a course correction in what they were feeling, but this was not because they had failed. This was because they had forgotten. They had forgotten that Jesus is in the boat. So when Jesus says he's going to get you to the other side, Jesus is going to get you to the other side. Now we're going somewhere. Wait. When Jesus said, let's go to the other side, they were going to reach the other side because Jesus is always faithful to get you where Jesus said he was going to get you. There is no storm that's going to shipwreck you and rob you from where Jesus is trying to take you. So I'm not telling you that God is the source of every storm, but I am telling you that God sees every storm, and he is not moved. He has found peace in your storm, and therefore you can rest in the dominion of peace in your storm. You can sleep in it. You can go to the stern and sleep and be like, man, these waves are crazy. I'm about to go take a nap because the emotional response to my circumstances does not affect the fact that I live in a dominion of a prince of peace that he rules and protects and he gives by the power of the Holy Spirit peace that surpasses my ability to understand so I can stand in a storm and find peace because he's bigger than what I'm 
feeling, because here's the question behind the question. The question behind the question is who is in control? Is it karma? Is it you? Is it the devil? Who's in control? Who's driving? This is why we lose peace. Because we think we're in control. And there's nothing more chaotic than trying to control something you can't control. How many of you tried to control life? Have you tried? Have you tried? It's like trying to hold water. You get a handful of it and it just leaks out. You cannot control it. When you think you have control of it, something happens to remind you you don't, right? Have you done this? Have you tried to control your finances? Has this happened to anybody? You start saving money like I'm in control. I'm in control of my finances. I'm like the, I'm like the ants in the Proverbs that stow away for winter. And then your car breaks and all that stowing goes to paying your bills, right? And, and you realize you're not in control. And there's nothing more chaotic than trying to control what you can't control. And that's why I love just coming back to the truth of Colossians 1.15. This says, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. Say, in everything. Say it again. In everything he might have supremacy. Jesus is in control. Jesus is in control. Can we just say that? I think your heart's going to feel better. Jesus is in control. Come on, say it like you mean it. Jesus is in control. Come on, one more time from your soul. Jesus is in control. Jesus is in control. All right? Now, how many of you, when you start saying that, Right? When you start realizing that your world might be on fire, but Jesus is in control, that you begin to experience maybe just a little bit of peace. Right? When you remind yourself that although you are in a storm that feels out of control, Jesus is in control. Jesus is in control. Everything is falling down around me, but Jesus is in control. He is supremely over everything. He holds all things together. So although I can't see it and I don't understand it, Jesus is in control. Now, if you're wondering what you're starting to feel, it's called a thankful heart. That, that, that what you're feeling right now is I'm declaring over you that Jesus is in control. Is that you're getting reminded of all the times that he has carried you through the other storms in your life that you thought were going to kill you. And so you start getting thankful. And how many of you know that thankful equals peaceful? If you want to make your way back to peace, you might want to start thanking him that you're not dead. 
him that you can breathe. Thanking him that although it might feel like pressure is coming on you, that the word of God says that you can stand up underneath anything that's coming against you. That there's no weapon formed against you that's going to prosper. Jesus is in control. No matter what we can see, we can get thankful that we're in a storm. Because if you're in a storm now, it means that you've made it through other storms in your past. Come on, somebody. If you're in a storm now, it means that that other storm didn't kill you. So if that storm didn't kill you, this storm is not going to kill you because Jesus is in control. You're not going to get overtaken. It's not going to overwhelm you. You're not going to get crushed. The peace of God will rule and reign in your heart and your mind because Jesus is in control. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as a member of one body you were called to peace and check out the next sentence and be thankful and be thankful now you're getting ready to experience some if you're new to church what you're getting ready to experience it's called a praise break this is what Christian people do when they remind themselves that they didn't die in the other storm and the pressure that was trying to kill them. That although the devil was coming after them, that there was no weapon formed against them that will prosper. Therefore, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is ruling and reigning. And when you remember that, you start to get thankful. And when you get thankful, you worship. So this is what I want y'all to do. 